Hey everybody, welcome back to day three of our video Advent devotional series for our First Baptist family. Hope you're enjoying it so far. I've gone through a couple of days of just uh, rejoicing and, and expecting and waiting for what God is going to do in this season of Advent. Uh, this is day three and today's title is Let Earth Receive Her King. I'm going to start out by reading a passage of scripture out of the book of Luke, uh, chapter 1, verses 67 through 71. Uh, this is uh, Zechariah's prophecy is what it's called. And, uh, and, and a lot of this, we uh, actually had a sermon series we taught on this. You can go to our website and, and look into that for a lot, a lot more in-depth study and scripture references. Um, but this is Zechariah's prophecy. And this is uh, following a, a, a time when, when the angel came to Zechariah and said, Hey, you're going to have a son. He's going to be uh, the prophet that the Old Testament talked about that would come and make straight the path in the desert for Jesus. His name's going to be John. He's John the baptizer. Uh, and he didn't believe. He hadn't believed uh, that that was true, and, uh, and we're going to see what happens. This is after John is born, and he's going. He's he's. They're naming him John. He burst out into this amazing uh, prophecy and this prayer, and we're going to read a little bit of it, verses sixty-seven uh, through seventy-one. It says, "Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, because He has visited and provided redemption for His people." He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. And uh, just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in ancient times, salvation from our enemies and from those, uh, or, and from the hand of those who hate us. Now, I want to just talk about a few things in there that we, we see. We see a couple of amazing uh, things from Zechariah's response here. One is this, that faith takes God at his word. So listen, as, as we're in this expectant waiting, this joyful expectant waiting that we want to see what God's going to do in this season, we ought to be taking him at his word. I, I hope you've been gathering around the fire of God's word and reading it and taking him at his word. Uh, faith takes God at his word. Again, Zechariah was a man who nine months earlier, now this is just a total overflow from the Holy Spirit saying this is amazing, but nine months earlier he was like, eh, is this really going to happen? He was the doubter. That he didn't. He wasn't filled with faith, and because faith is what we see uh, begins to help us rejoice, right? But he was filled with doubt, and and indeed, even then, uh, he was cursed because of that doubt. Uh, he he spoke and said, "Can God really do this? I doubt it." And and so he was now made mute. He he could no longer speak during the duration uh, until of the, of the pregnancy. So at this point, he has just regained his ability to speak. And what does he do? He burst out in this confidence of God's redeeming work. And here's what's amazing about this. We talk about faith takes God at his word. Zechariah took God so much at his word that he was using the past tense in speaking about these promises. Did you catch that? Uh, he says, God, the God of Israel has visited and has provided redemption. He has raised up a horn of salvation. He's done this. See, God's word is, is as, as good as gold. You can take God's word to the bank. And, and the, the rejoicing that's happening uh, in faith, he's taking God at his word by saying deliverance has come. See, it doesn't matter what season of life we're in. And although this is a season of waiting expectantly for Jesus, we have to trust his promises today that whether they happen right now or happen tomorrow or happen in a week or ten, in 10 months, whatever it is, God is in the business of redemption and God is going to win. So whatever, whatever we're going through right now, we have to fix our eyes on the hopes and promises of God. You can take God at his word. Stop doubting. People of faith can take any promise of God as one that he is sure to do. The next cool thing we see here is that he came to earth. He visited. It says, God of Israel has visited his people and redeemed his people. 
Now for Israel, this was this time of silence before, before the New Testament kicked off with this prophet being born and with the Messiah, Jesus, coming in, uh, to be born. Uh, there was a time of silence, hundreds of years, 500 years of silence between the last prophecies and, and this time of God's visiting. So people were expecting that, but, but Israel had, had floundered as a nation and were now under the rule of the Romans. And it was, it was a struggle for Israel. But there, the remnant that was faithful, the remnant that was filled with hope, was still waiting expectantly for God's visitation, for God to come. Now, they didn't know how he would do that. They were hoping that he would come as the king who would deliver his people into a nation unto themselves again and that they would, they would be safe from their enemies. But there was a, a different deliverance that had to happen, wasn't there? A deliverance from sin. But this was that dark period of waiting. It was a time when God's people felt as though God had withdrawn himself, right? Have you ever feel that way? You ever feel dry and in seasons of doubt or drought and, and weariness? But God hasn't withdrawn himself. This, those times where God feels withdrawn, we have to still claim those promises of God. And we have to have, use that as a time of great expectation and, and waiting for God's visitation and for God's deliverance. And for them, the time had finally come. That's what we see expressed out of, out of Zechariah's prophecy, out of his prayer, out of his praise. The time had finally come. And it wasn't the way they expected. It was a, it was a, it was a, a meek and mild way, right? The God of the universe was humbly putting on flesh and being born in obscurity in order to bring salvation and redemption to the world. I mentioned this in our sermon series a couple of Christmases ago. What an amazing rebuke that is to the world, that God didn't just come and be God. He came in the meekest, mildest, humblest way he could as a baby. When he put on flesh, God put on the flesh of a baby. And here's what it says. Where you and I fail, where you and I can't accomplish our own salvation, our own rescue, God, in his weakest state, in his most lowly state, in the most lowly state of a baby, is stronger than any of our strength that we could ever muster. That that baby being born in meekness and humility came to serve you and I and to do what we could never do. It reminds me of the song, Joy to the World, right? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. My prayer today is that you would take that time and humble your heart before God and that you would take that time to trust him in faith for what he's promised to do and that you would receive him as king. God bless you guys. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow.